Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Doctors were dumbfounded when voices in a woman's head diagnosed her properly and saved her life. Patient Jane Doe was a medical conundrum, and today, we are diving deep into her case. My name is Birdie. I'm a psychic medium who has told my story of growing up psychic and continue to share the strange encounters I've had. These stories have been written and recorded just like the ones I am sharing with you. Together, let's delve into these written records and stories from beyond. Welcome to Spirit Diaries. In the mid-1940s, our Jane Doe for this episode was born in continental Europe and called Britain home in her early 20s. Like many of us, she worked a series of jobs, ended up falling in love, getting married, and started a family. With her children taking so much time, she decided to commit to staying home to take care of her children and the home. She was healthy and rarely ever had to visit a doctor and had never even gone to the hospital. Thankfully, her children were also very healthy. However, things changed for Jane in 1984 as the winter settled in and Britain became cold and chilly with cloudy days and nights with wind that howled through the bare trees. Jane sat at home reading a book as she heard a distinct voice in her head. This voice did not belong to her, and it was different than the inner monologue voice that many of us experience as we read or think in our minds. This voice told her, Please, don't be afraid. I know it must be shocking for you to hear me speaking to you like this, but this is the easiest way I could think of. My friend and I used to work at the Children's Hospital on Great Ormond Street. We would like to help you. Shocked, Jane was a bit confused because while she had heard of the children's hospital before, she didn't know where it was located, so she wouldn't know it was on Great Ormond Street, and she never even had to visit it herself or luckily with any of her children. 
She was frightened of the voice, wondering why she had heard it and what this could mean. Were her children okay? Was this a bad omen? Or had she heard a radio or something else in the other room? Was someone talking from outside? But no, this voice had come from inside of her own head. Before she could ponder the thought any further, a voice interrupted her thoughts and said, To help you see that we are sincere, we would like you to check out the following. The voice continued to list three pieces of information to use as validation to prove that these voices were indeed real and trying to help her. Now, these three pieces of information were redacted to protect Jane's personal and private information, considering she is a medical patient. But these three pieces of information were absolutely correct, as she told her doctor. However, this had Jane in a panic. She began thinking that she had begun to go mad, and she was truly terrified of what she had experienced. She had never heard or experienced anything like this before, and it was absolutely terrifying. In a state of sheer panic, Jane did not hesitate to contact a doctor. When she arrived to her primary physician, her doctor immediately referred her to a Kichibu Obulao Azuoni, who is a Nigerian-born British psychiatrist, born on April 17, 1949. Ikichiwu met with Jane and diagnosed her with a functional hallucinatory psychosis, along with counseling her and prescribing thyridazine, which is a drug that is an antipsychotic often used to treat schizophrenia. Jane was incredibly happy because after weeks of treatment, the voices inside of her head had vanished. She was absolutely elated and even took a vacation abroad to celebrate. She was enjoying the fact that the strange experiences were finally over. But to her dismay, while she was on vacation and still taking the thyridazine, the voices began to speak again. They instructed her to return home to England immediately. As she wondered why they would want her to do this, they answered her. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. They claimed that there was something very wrong with her and she needed to have immediate medical care. Reluctantly, she returned home to London, but before she could visit Dr. Azuoni again, the voices had given her a specific address to go to. Jane shared this information with her husband, who wanted to reassure his wife that these voices were nothing to fear, and all of this was just nonsense. Together, Jane and her husband got into the car, and they drove to this mysterious address that the voices told them to go to. As they arrived, they found that this address was to the computerized tomography department of an enormous London hospital. Computerized tomography is commonly known as a CT scan, which is a machine that uses a combination of x-ray and computer technology to create images of inside of the body, such as bones, muscles, fats, organs, and blood vessels. The machine looks like a donut, and you lay on a table that moves you inside the donut as you can hear whirly machinery go around your head. As Jane sat in the car, staring at this building, the voices returned, urging her to go inside of the office and ask them for a brain scan. She was rightfully confused and incredibly terrified. Why would she need a brain scan? But again, the voices answered her, giving her strict instructions to tell the office staff. She was to have a brain scan because she had an inflamed brainstem and a tumor in her brain. Jane was shocked and overwhelmed and in a huge fit of fear when she heard this. After all, these voices had only told her things that were validated to be true, so she believed them wholeheartedly. But instead of going inside, Jane and her husband decided it was best to tell Dr. Azuoni who she was going to meet with the next day. When she met with Dr. Azuoni, she was completely distressed and horrified that the voices were right, but Dr. Azuoni reassured Jane and had gone ahead and requested for her to receive a brain scan. In his letter to the CT department, he explained that Jane had heard hallucinatory voices that were insisting that she had a brain tumor. However, he admitted that he did not have any proof or physical signs that she had any lesion that was taking up intracranial space, essentially saying that he was doing this solely to reassure the patient that nothing was wrong. But his request for a brain scan was denied due to having no clinical justification to subject Jane to an expensive and seemingly unnecessary investigation. This denial letter was also a bit brash in stating that Dr. Azuoni had made a mistake in falling prey to believing what Jane's hallucinations were telling her, urging him to use his better judgment and discretion. But Dr. Azuoni was not going to relent in his decision to get a CT scan for Jane. He ended up negotiating with the lab over and over again until he was finally granted approval. In April, Jane had a CT scan that showed peculiar findings, and she was ordered to do another scan in the following month with enhancement. 
This meant that radio contrast was injected into Jane's veins, so all of her blood vessels would stand out, and they would be easier to see and have a better understanding of what they were looking at to have more confirmed findings. To everyone's shock, they found a left posterior frontal parafalcine mass, which extended through the falcs to the right side with the appearance of a meningioma. And for those of you who aren't doctors or medical professionals or haven't taken biology since high school, this means that there was indeed a tumor inside of her brain. Dr. Azuoni immediately contacted a neurosurgeon for Jane to get into contact with. Oddly, Jane had yet to experience any symptoms of a tumor, such as headaches or focal neurologic deficits, which means any problems with her nerves, spinal cord, or normal brain function. Jane and her husband decided that she should have immediate operation, and the voices in Jane's head agreed with her and supported her decision. In May of 1984, her surgery began. The neurosurgeon had made a skin incision, moving a frontal bone and skin flap out of the way to enter. The tumor was two and a half inches by one and a half inches and was removed completely. Jane had no complications and healed incredibly well. During her recovery, she took dexamethasone, a steroid to help treat inflammation, and a medication that was to help prevent seizures. After she healed, she discontinued their use alongside of the antipsychotic medications. Jane had a successful recovery. She stopped the antipsychotics because after she had fully recovered, she heard the voices one last time. They said to her, We are pleased to have helped you. Goodbye. Twelve years would pass before Dr. Azuoni would receive a call on Christmas from Jane, wishing him a happy holiday. She updated him and said she had been perfectly healthy and had never heard from the two voices of the doctors ever again. Dr. Azuoni was perplexed. Never had he heard of or experienced a case where a patient experienced hallucinatory voices, had them properly diagnose the patient, or even reassure a patient to seek medical attention solely for her benefit and welfare. This case was absurd on so many levels. Had it not been for these voices, they would have never known the tumor even existed. Dr. Azuoni would go on to present this case at a medical conference, bringing Jane along with him. Together, he presented and she answered any and all questions about her experience and his findings. He said at the end of the conference, there were two groups of people. Those who believed she had a psychic experience with the spirits of two doctors and those of the skeptics who claimed Jane had known of her tumor and was likely diagnosed in her home country before ever moving to England. They claimed she wanted to cheat the medical system and receive free care under NHS, which is the United Kingdom National Health Service, which provides coverage to nearly the entire population with free health services, aside from a few minor charges. But this skeptical view was short-sighted because Dr. Azuoni and Jane had reported that she had lived in Britain for 15 years and was already covered under NHS treatment. 
They both added that when the voices first disappeared while on treatment of antipsychotics, Jane was so elated that she had gone on vacation to celebrate the return of her sanity. Had that been the end of the voices, she would have never known that she had a brain tumor. Others in the third small camp claimed that Jane had been lying about experiencing no symptoms, saying that she surely had to have been feeling something, considering the tumor was of a significant size. They said that her feeling of these symptoms led her to fear that she had a brain tumor, and then that fear turned into hearing hallucinatory voices, and then those voices just spoke about what she was too fearful to admit to herself. They said that she must have overheard medical terminology and took it in, randomly absorbing these words throughout her life to have such a well-founded idea on brain tumors. They claimed that the satisfaction from the voices in the end was her brain's way of coping with her being happy about her treatment. I find this third camp to be the most absurd of them all. I feel like together we can completely negate the fact that Jane wanted anything free out of this considering that she was already covered. I feel like that should have completely negated the second camp. And with this third camp who insisted that she was lying, I just feel sorry that people are doubting Jane and I feel sorry for her undergoing this type of disbelief. It is common for women and other minority groups of people to have such a reaction from medical professionals, often pointing to fakery and hysterics. I myself have experienced this negative side of the medical industry, as I battled for a diagnosis from doctors for 15 years for a chronic illness I had. I think this type of reaction from doctors comes from embarrassment within their community, or at least this is my opinion. I was able to diagnose myself and find a specialist for my illness because of a commercial I had seen on Hulu that seemed to answer every symptom I'd been having for years, and here, Jane had the answer without even knowing. And I think this comes as a sort of embarrassment to the community because they weren't the ones to solve her problem, spirit voices in her head were. I wish there was more who believed her when the voices were there and present who could have further identified themselves and perhaps even garnished more validation. However, I'd love to believe that there are spirits of doctors still helping the living in the afterlife. It seems sort of poetic. What do you think? Did Jane have intervention from something beyond this realm of existence? Or did she manipulate this doctor and pull off an elaborate hoax that gave her nothing in return? You decide. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Until next time. Story written, edited, and produced by me, Brady Bones. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so on Patreon, where your pledge will be much appreciated and you will receive bonus content as well as some bonus episodes. Again, a special thank you to all of our patrons, including Chemically Feline. We wouldn't be able to produce this podcast without you. Thank you for listening.